You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted, your guide to quick and easy art history. We're cutting through all that art world jargon that doesn't make sense to anyone because art is for everyone. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Season two of Art Smart is going to be starting on Wednesday, July 20th. And I decided to put a bonus episode in the feed today to cover a question I've been getting from a lot of people. In one format or another, people have been asking me for quite some time how do I make sense of all these different artworks? If I'm being honest, I am at best a mediocre talent. And I have low to average intuition. I'm not a person who looks at a work and instantly gets it. I need time to think and process things. The thing is, understanding art is a skill that can be developed by anyone. I am proof of that. I've found it's tremendously helpful to be systematic in how I read a piece. I would say there are just three basic steps anyone can take to gain a better understanding of artwork and be confident as they discuss it. Step one is just look. I know it seems pretty obvious when we're talking about visual arts to look, but take note of what you're seeing. Try to be mindful and put into words exactly what you are seeing. What's the subject? What colors, lines, shapes do you see? What's the technique being used? What materials? How was it made? To take a famous example, I'm going to go through these steps with the Mona Lisa. As I look at the painting, I'm drawn to her face. I notice that my eyes go to her face, and as I look over the work, my attention keeps returning to her face. Her eyes are glancing off to the side. She does not appear to be looking directly at me, but over my shoulder. Her smile seems to fade at times as I look around the painting. Looking at her outfit, her dress looks heavy and ornate. She seems to be seated, and the portrait just shows basically the torso up to her head. The background is a landscape. It looks a bit out of focus. Her hair is parted down the middle. She doesn't have any eyebrows. 
I could go on and on for quite some time, but hopefully you get the idea. The first step is simply identify what are you seeing. Now, for step two, start to make connections. Think about what you've seen. This is getting to the experience of the piece. I look at the Mona Lisa, and the smile seems like a smirk. The way she doesn't look right at me, but looks past me, feels like middle school. I imagine going up to talk to her, and she just looks past me at her friends who are laughing behind my back at the absurd notion that I would dare to talk to her. The lack of eyebrows seems unsettling to me, because the eyebrows are so noticeable in their movements, and they help to convey tone in facial expressions. The lack of them makes it harder for me to guess what she's thinking and feeling. As I look at her outfit, it seems very old-timey. It looks to me like a paint wear, honestly. It looks uncomfortable. The background feels artificial to me. It looks like she's not really occupying the space. It feels like she's posed in front of a painted backdrop. Like this is the Renaissance equivalent of school picture day. Step three is to just think about what it all adds up to. After you describe what you see and the connections that it sparks to you, think about what the artist may have intended. What does it all mean? What was the piece trying to communicate? Was the piece trying to communicate a message and persuade the viewer? Is it about expressing a feeling? Is it intended as decoration? Does it have spiritual significance? Is it functional? This is the step where I might look beyond the artwork and read the description on the museum wall or draw on my own background knowledge. As I think about the Mona Lisa, it looks like a simple stage portrait like Leonardo was commissioned to paint and document what the sitter looked like. Often with these works, the motivation for the artist is simply to pay the bills. They needed to please the client with a nice-looking likeness that they could show off to their friends and family. There's another version of the Mona Lisa which was painted at the same time, likely by one of Leonardo's top assistants. The other version is more colorful and brighter, but clearly the same sitter in the same location, just slightly different angle. This would suggest that perhaps the painting was staged in the studio during a workshop as he was teaching apprentice artists. The thing is, there's also evidence to suggest the painting held some personal significance because Leonardo took it with him when he left Italy for France, where he painted for the king. The Mona Lisa is said to have been the only painting he took with him. Of course, that could simply be due to the fact that others were sold. The Mona Lisa was small. It'd be hard to take a giant fresco like The Last Supper with him. I think it's largely an academic painting. He's experimenting with composition, developing atmospheric perspective by making things in the background get progressively pale, blue, and less defined. He's also experimenting with the sfumato technique. Um, That's basically smudging and blurring some of the shadows. I see the Mona Lisa as sort of the ultimate work of the quintessential Renaissance man, the artist and scientist always experimenting. Now, 
some people may be thinking that seems like a lot of work and a lot of time dedicated to every every work if you're going to go through those steps to make sense of a piece. I would say not every work of art is going to capture your attention. Art is for everyone, but not every work of art is for everyone. Not every piece is worth putting in the time and the effort to go through all of those steps to critically analyze. But when you find a piece that grabs your attention and you want to share it with others or just figure out for yourself why you like it, look carefully and objectively. Then find the connections that resonate and finally infer and figure out what all of those observations mean. Please do me a favor, follow ArtSmart on your favorite podcast app. Season 2 is going to be coming into your feed on July 20th with new episodes every Wednesday. The goal for Season 2 is to make it quick and easy to learn some art history. So each episode is going to cover a different time period or a different movement of art in the broad strokes. And then I'll share a couple of specific artists and artworks for you to look at for a better understanding. And if you enjoy the show, please help others find it by leaving a rating or review for ArtSmart or Who Arted on your favorite podcast app. ArtSmart is an airwave media podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to learn more, check out my other podcast, Who Arted, or go to the website artsmartpodcast.com for more free resources.